I'm David Marchese. And I'm Lulu Garcia-Navarro. And we're the hosts of The Interview from The New York Times. David and I have spent our careers interviewing some of the most interesting and influential people in the world. Which means we know when to ask tough questions and when to just sit back and listen. And now we've teamed up to have these conversations every week. We'll try to reveal something about the people shaping our world. And we'll get some great stories from them, too. It's The Interview from The New York Times. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. From The New York Times, I'm Michael Barbaro. It's Wednesday, July 8th. Here's what you need to know today. Station, this is Houston. Are you ready for the event? Hello, Houston. We're ready for the event. 38 days ago, NASA and SpaceX launched two U.S. astronauts into space on a mission to the International Space Station, where they joined a fellow American. It was the first time that a manned spacecraft has left American soil in nearly a decade. The New York Times, this is Mission Control Houston. Please call station for a voice check. On Tuesday, I spoke with the three U.S. astronauts now aboard the space station. Hello, New York Times. New York Times, this is the International Space Station. How do you hear us? Bob Benkin and Doug Hurley, who arrived a few weeks ago, along with Chris Cassidy, who has been there since April. We hear you loud and clear. How do you hear us? We hear you loud and clear as well. Good afternoon, welcome aboard, and we're happy to talk to you. Of course, their time in space is precious, and so NASA gave us six minutes on the dot. If I might boldly call you by your first names, Doug, Chris, and Bob, thank you very much for for making time for us. I wonder if you can start by telling us exactly where you are in space relative to us right now. Well, while uh, while I kick things off, Bob's going to pull up our, our mapping program. Right at the moment, we didn't have it on the computer. Sorry about that. But uh, we're, we're orbiting 250 miles ab- above the Earth, and it looks like we are a beam of Baja, California, just a little bit out into the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. So over America, the U.S.-Mexican border. Right, yeah, we're, we're uh, just in, over the Pacific Ocean. We just passed California, heading south. If you'll indulge me for a minute, I want to talk a little bit about feelings. Knowing I was going to be talking to you, I have been thinking a lot about this moment back on Earth and wondering, with so much turmoil here and you looking down on all of it from such a distance, what that feels like to look down on a planet that's truly in the midst of some really challenging, tumultuous times? Well, it certainly is challenging uh, to hear either by uh, secondhand or when we get the uh, opportunity to see some uh, news up here, uh, all the turmoil that's going on, the challenges with the pandemic and the strife in the cities and and all the different challenges that people are going through on a day-to-day basis. It's, it, it is, you know, emotionally, it does take a toll on us, certainly. And I think the other thing that, that really resonates with me personally is just when you look out the window, when you see the planet below, you don't see borders, you don't see the strife, you see this beautiful planet that we need to take care of. And, you know, hopefully as technology advances and as, this commercial space travel gets going, 
more people will get that opportunity because I think if you get the chance to look out the window from space and look back on our planet, it will change you. It will change you for the better. And you'll realize that this is one big world rather than all these different little countries or cities or factions that we have uh, on the planet. And I, th I think it will make it a better place. Well, that's really interesting. And I wonder if you could say a little bit more about that. Because in the time since I believe you've all last been in space, there actually have been changes. Over the last 25 years, the world has witnessed incredible progress from dial-up modems to 5G connectivity, from massive PC towers to AI-enabled microchips. Innovators are rethinking possibilities every day. Through it all, Invesco's QQQ ETF has provided investors access to the world of innovation. Be a part of the next 25 years of new ideas by supporting the fund that gives you access to innovative companies. Invesco QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. Before investing, carefully read and consider fund investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in prospectus at Invesco.com. Invesco Distributors, Inc.